Wow, amen. We can stand to our feet. Amen. Let us give those uh, who testified another, or let us give God all the, the glory and the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in John, in 1 John um, 3 verse 8 that the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. That's the ultimate purpose that uh, the Lord wants to destroy the works of the devil in our lives. So that we, as we can say, that you don't only come to church and see what the Lord is doing, but that you can also experience His grace and His mercy. Amen. Let us put our hands together for our pastor and prophet, Edgar Michaels. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless you. Can we pray before you sit down? God Almighty, we fear and reverence you because there's none like you. Who taught you to make man with a heartbeat, blood flowing through our veins? Give us a mind of our own. Thank you that you made us in your image and in your likeness. Thank you for making beautiful flowers and all the animals and the different spices, the moon, the stars, and everything that exists. It's because of you. You are awesome God. You are beyond computers, beyond AI, beyond anything else. And we are so privileged to be your children. Thank you. When man fell, you made a plan to redeem us. And that was that Christ left a holy heaven to come to a filthy, dirty earth to come and redeem us. We are so blessed that we are your children. We are thankful that you deliver us from deception and from an evil, cruel enemy, the devil himself. Thank you that we are redeemed from hell. We set free from demons. We thank you for light in your word. Bless your word, let it come with power, much conviction, and save people from a lost eternity, and deliver us from all your and our enemies. Let your light shine bright, do miracles, and heal your people from all forms of sickness. Let Jesus walk and move around and touch every one of us. This is a red letter day, and no one will be the same after this day to the glory of our God. Give the Lord praise. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Yes. So me and my wife, we grand, we grand now. 
And uh, we are so blessed that God has blessed us with a grandson. And we pray for Kayla and Mikhail that it will go well with them and also with Gabriel's. Gabriel, congratulations, my sweetheart. <laughs> wow. And um, we are blessed to have many babies around coming all the time. Praise the Lord. And there are many marriages on its way very, very soon. Amen. Even Karen says amen. <laughs> Karen Abrams. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, we trust God that you are extremely blessed. Please invite people to our church and uh, tell them to hang around. Come two or three times. They will be blessed out of their Woolworths socks <laughs> or pep socks. Amen. Yes, this is a phenomenal church. And you need to know, I say that not lightly. I say it being 51 years saved, going to thousands of churches, preaching even outside of South Africa. And why do I say this is a phenomenal church? The word of God is very rich. And there's a lot of revelation, as you will experience today, that you will say the Bible has come alive through God. God, I'm realizing God has formed and shaped myself and my wife through all these years for a time such as this. We've got a great responsibility towards the body of Christ. And I ask those who are our intercessors to intercede for us, to pray for us. Because those in the front line are always more under attack than many can experience. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So... Don't take your presence lightly here because much of your solutions, in fact, everything of your solution to a wonderful life, it's here. We have church not just as entertainment. We have a purpose with every believer to become a soldier and a worker for God. So you don't come to church to stay a baby, to stay dependent, but to grow up and stand strong on your own feet with our help and pastoral care, but to go and develop spiritual muscles and you yourself go and overthrow works of Satan. Amen. Amen. Yes, therefore, you must be regularly in church. It's not a request from me. It's what the Lord Jesus requires from every believer. Our 
church meetings is called a workout. And if you want to be fit as an athlete, you cannot work out once a month. Some people come to church once a month. You cannot work out once a week because you will every time once a week going to the gym, you'll find gym not nice because you only come once a week. You understand? Every time once a week, it's a huge struggle even to come to get there. Understand? I've, I've belonged to a gym and um, then I saw being on the treadmill and sweating. I see, okay, I see these guys coming in with their bags. Then they go to the toilet or washroom and there they leave again. <laughs> so I discover, no, you have to attend gym maybe 10 times a month. So they just come and swipe and then they go. <laughs> then they go back. You understand? So our church is not like that. You must, you, even if you miss one week, you're out. You're, you're out of tune. You don't know what's going on. You don't know where we are. Okay? And especially now at this time, where we're busy with deliverance, I requested that you must be regularly in these deliverance services. Why? Because the devil will keep you away from church so that you can be used by demons that's in you to give problems and trouble among believers. And you don't know, there are certain forces inside of you, just as they, they, they're the tip of the iceberg giving testimony here. There are other that have been delivered and been set free. And they were all the time here in the church. These people that testify, they were all the time here in the church. And these demons that are evil spirits, as I will preach further and tell you, they persons. They talk to you. They speak to you. They influence you. They tell you, don't go to church. They tell you, why do you want to read the Bible? Or you have no appetite for the Bible. And then you want counseling, which we pleasantly will do. But you take up an hour or two of counseling. But you, you could have been cured of the thing you need counseling if you were regularly in church. Amen. Can I tell you something that I discovered? Even people that want my or my wife's counseling. I nearly want to say this is a rule forward. Let them come first twice to church before they can get my attention for counseling. Because most people, they just want a quick solution. And they are not serious with God. They, they like having a takeaway. And church is just a drive-thru. Not, it's not even that you go sit in the restaurant. You say, no, I just want a drive-thru. 
I just want to take away. I want to be quick and on my way. And uh, church is not like that. You cannot deal with God like that. God is no fool. You cannot take God as a spare wheel in your car. Only when you're in trouble, then you think of the spare wheel. But otherwise, you don't think of him. Now you're here in church because I'm in trouble. And this pastor don't give attention to me. What kind of church? What kind of pastor is this? What kind of church is this? Hey, just two Saturdays ago, we had a huge gathering here. And I was teaching about the kind of church God wants to many pastors. And they, I was just finished. And I just wanted to talk to a visitor. And here comes somebody right from the, I, I want to talk to you. He says, can I, can I have a few time? I want to speak to you. Uh, I said to him, from where are you? Because it's the first time. He says, I'm from Delft. I said, we have a taxi coming from Delft every Sunday. Tomorrow is Sunday. Come with them. I've never seen him. Because he's not serious. He's not serious with God. He, but he wanted my attention and time. You see, people have got a very low understanding of God. And also value of a man of God. A man of God is not fabricated in a microwave. It's not a quick thing. It takes years. In fact, more than 15 years according to how I understand the Bible. And it's years where God, the Yerevik, I tell you, to become a man of many in the fivefold ministries that are pastors are not men of God. A man of God is a God-made man. Amen. It's not a Bible school-made man. Because you can go through the, I've got many friends that came with me through Bible school. We were over 35 students. In fact, I'm the only one in the ministry still, in the ministry still. They're all not even anymore pastors. You understand? Okay, that's out of 35 of us as students. Many more brilliant than me were their subjects. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Okay. But I just want our church to know, you who are here, to know the value that you are receiving and are under. Is it to lift myself? God forbid. I was just busy yesterday writing uh, with scriptures next to it of how... The longer you serve God, the less you think of yourself. The closer you get to God, <clears throat> the more humbler you become. It's you who are very far from God that's very strong in yourself. Therefore, God says, he who sees me cannot live. It's like the closer you get to God, the more you realize how sinful you are. You see, it's, if you're far away, you don't know 
and you, and you take sin very easy and lightly. But God is unapproachable light, the Bible says. God is unapproachable light. So the closer you get to God, even as I speak now, God will want to know, what is your motive in speaking like this? You don't know it. You don't, you don't. But God, my God, want to know. You understand? And your motive might stink in his sight. Your prayer might be offensive to God. Because you are praying to be seen by others. Your, your tears might be, I wish they see it, I'm crying. Your, I just said the other day to my wife, sometimes even when you cry in front of God, the blood needs to wash your tears. Because your tears is not pure. I speak of a holy God. I speak of God, the unapproachable one. Amen. Therefore, the power, the blood is so precious. Because the blood is more powerful than Jig or Omo or any high form of detergent. It erases sin. Therefore, the preciousness of the blood of Jesus. Wow. Therefore, God judged sin. Sin is very offensive to God. It's repulsive. It's an abomination. We climatize to sin. We used to sin. It's like former years to find somebody, a man that acts like a woman, was, was very shocking. Today we've climatized to it. We've, we're, we're, but to God, he never climatized. God and sin don't mix. It's like oil and water. It never mixes. And God's hatred and wrath towards sin, it never comes down a little degree. It stays there for you. I must be grateful that you can be in the presence of a holy God. You must be grateful that he saves you. And that he delivers you and set you free. God says in Malachi, you sons of Jacob, you don't need to go, you sons of Jacob, you need to be grateful that I don't consume you. And he didn't say you sons of Israel or you Jews. Why does he say you sons of Jacob? Jacob means you who are so full of tricks. Sly, crafty, deceitful. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. What does that tell you? Men mainly are liars. Fake, hypocrites, actors. God says, I am not a man that I should lie. Look what Kewan just said here. He felt he's fine. Look how Karen, I don't think it's for me. 
That's how you are. You will hide and seek. And after a while, the, one of the demons is like foxes. A fox. Is he hide when he needs to hide. And then he comes forth. Open. It's like lust. Lust you switch on and you switch it off. You stand among others. Say, hey, what was that that I saw in that girl's eye? The look was, I like you. And when you look again, it's like, no. And when you approach us, it's like a top class lady. She's like somebody, what, what is wrong with you? Who are you? I'm speaking of a demon like a fox. Now you can fool everybody. Even fool yourself. But you cannot fool God. Therefore here stand Edgar Michaels. A sinner saved by grace. Here stand your pastor. A fallen person. Saved by the blood of Jesus. And the mercy of God. Give the Lord praise. Wow. That's so powerful. Wow. Therefore, it's not easy to exercise discipline in the church. Because I, also a fallen person must not exercise discipline over our other fallen person. And therefore, you'll find a true man of God, very patient. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, very patient, but also very hard. Amen? Brethren, in a, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual. Don't let any brother go and sort the thing out. Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself. So that you too will not be tempted. Wow. They say, oh, this brother, he has been caught stealing at work. Can you now if I send you maybe you will be hot. Oh bro, bro, brother, you, you stole four times. What is wrong with you? But if it's a true man of God, he will say, Listen, <laughs> I was tempted too many times. And with that attitude, I come to you to help you. Amen. With a spirit of gentleness and of meekness. So, oh, so I clap you. Did you throw a clap? It was not one time, Pastor. The world will judge me. Oh, here I help me. I must my hand up at the end of my broekzak. Not that I condone anything. Ladies must always respect. Treated with high regard. But I'm just saying, brethren, 
If anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Looking to yourself so that you too, don't judge something that you are even falling in the same thing. Do you understand? I'm speaking of the holiness of God. Because we are now busy with deliverance services. And what if we did not persist like today we go on further with deliverance services? Why didn't some of you come? Or why are you not delivered yet? It might be because of your pride. Hey, who testified here? And said, my past. And I don't, listen, let the Holy Spirit point out. And this is what I'm preaching about today. Luke 11 verse 20. Amen. Luke 11 verse 20. The Holy Spirit is called the finger of God. And if I cast out demons by the finger of God then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Before I unpack this verse, therefore I gave out a order that everyone who belongs to our church must be here Sunday, this Sunday. Because I realize demons keep people away from certain services. think demons are things they are persons take that very seriously and they and they hear announcements and they tell you at home don't don't go this sunday but you've got a big problem for deliverance If demons can hide away even while you in church. They can keep you away from such services. Now God told me two weeks ago. Go slow on this. What you're preaching. And ministering deliverance. Because. It is like layers of things. And I don't want you to go and condemn yourself and look for uh, things in dark places that God don't point out. Therefore, I'm reading this scripture to you. The Holy Spirit is the finger of God. How do I get that? Uh, can Can you get that scripture in Matthew chapter 12, please? But, but let me just read it, yes, in Luke first. If I cast out demons by, say with me, the finger of God. Then the kingdom of God has come. Amen. Do you see there? Now look what, how Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 12. Amen. If I have my hard copy to get sometimes the verse very quick. 
Yeah, we are verse 28. Amen. Look, the same gospel. But if I cast out demons by what? So put the two verses, if you put the two verses together, it means the Spirit of God is like the finger of God. And the finger of God will, won't leave you confused. It goes directly to the root of the problem. It will point out. It's like somebody after Monday's prayer came and tell me, Pastor, I forgot completely, but when I was a young girl like this, my stomach swelled up like what? And I don't know what happened or whatever. But how come you a grown-up and suddenly it's the finger of God that tells you there a landmine was placed within you. Amen. When I, I told you already, when I was, I don't know if I was 12 or less. Yes, I must be. Then my sisters, my parents were gone already, gone to be with the Lord. Then my sister told me, my two eldest sisters, that one evening my mom and dad went to go see people off outside one night. When they came in with me, me and my mom's aunt, I was lame. And nobody could help me. But that time the old people say, the wind But the wind is a spirit. It's an evil spirit. Then some other time, my sisters were put out of the house because a man came to clean our house. But luckily they could look through the curtain from outside and just saw this man made a fire and he kept me over the fire as he was busy cleaning the house. That brought a demon in my life. And I was already about 17 years saved. When, my, when we went into this man, kind of ministry. And it pops up in my sister, two elder sisters' minds. What happened to me that time. But I was serving God, speaking in tongues. But there was a kind of depression. Sometimes I just get. I wonder, why can't I be happy and joyful? But I was a venom. I was a ardent, or what's a speaker in tongues? There's not, there's few speaking tongues more. In fact, I'm known among the pastors as the tongue speaker. Amen? In fact, when I, listen, listen when I come to any gathering, they will say, here comes the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's true. They will say, then I tell them, you cannot start without the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but, they said it in a jokey way, 
But I also know it has a true meaning. Where a man of God is, there comes a presence. There comes a pre It's like if you don't know Nelson Mandela, and there are many people, and he is there, it's like you would want to ask, but who is that man? All has got suits, he's just got a shirt on. But who is? They call it, it's an aura. A man of God has got an anointing, a power, a presence. Amen. Elisha passed this woman's house with her husband. They're very rich. She told her husband that I perceive the word is that's a holy man of God. And then she kept on that he must turn in and have something to eat because she had to kept on. You need to know a man of God don't just go anyway. As Ampad Zaymud, I know. Because God, you must search for God. Amen. Therefore I say you must come again. Even Lydia in the Bible, she kept on that Paul must come and, and Paul and Silas come there to her house. And she was a very rich businesswoman selling purple fabric, kingly material. And the modern false prophets wouldn't wait for an invitation <laughs> if you're rich. They would say, but not the true man of God. A true man of God, you cannot buy him. Hey, therefore, whenever even a man of God visit our house, come to or come visit me, I would say, if it's a true man, I'm so grateful that you are under our roof. I'm honored. To have your presence in our house. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because a man of God comes with all the answers of God inside of him. Inside of him. Amen. You must say, here come solutions to my problems. I need to tap into this. Hallelujah. If there's a resistance building up against a man of God, I'll show you now later, it's demons. I tell you, avoid this at all costs. Or you interpret it as arrogance. If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come. Look, chapter again. 11 verse 20. We are now under the finger of God. Don't go and scratch in your past. If it's forgiven, wash in the blood, it's gone. You've confessed it already. But if the Holy Spirit possess, you must know underneath that is a demon. 
the Holy Spirit will point out. Some of you, you might have watched blue movies, pornography. And a demon of lust into you. And you've got glazy eyes. And you've got a problem that you hate even. I don't want to be like this. It's, it's a person. It's stronger than you. Amen. How do you know when it's a demon or when it's just the sinful flesh? The sinful flesh you can crucify and it's gone. But the demon you've prayed against, you've tried, it persists. It's a person. It's stronger than you. My God, the Lord wants to set you free today. Yeah, today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. The Our Father. Hallelujah. Jesus says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Wow. This should be your prayer today. Deliver me from evil. In fact, it's the evil one. Deliver me from the evil one. Or do you want to be friends with demons? Do you want to stay friends with evil spirits? They are called in the Bible demons. They also called evil spirits because they promote evil. They also call unclean spirits because they make you filthy and dirty towards God. They also call wicked spirits because they can be wicked. They can murder. They can kill. They can take you to your grave very early. They can destroy family relationships. You to watch your dad or your mom, no communication. Hatred. Murder. They are cruel and they are evil. And they are persons. And they crave a human body. Jesus says when he drive out the demon. It goes through waterless places, seeking a home. If he cannot find, he returns back to where he was driven out. Therefore, even in these meetings, you need to be in the spirit. As demons go out here, they look for a place. They look for who are receptive. Do you hear me? And if you are joking and foolish, he'll enter you. He'll enter you. I can remember when I was a bit more ignorant, young, 
safe. We went to Robertson, and wherever we passed Robertson these days, I still remember, because we, uh, we, we were praying in a house. And there some cups fell off, and pictures of the walls. So we realized this. There is some forces of evil in this house. Hate. And one of the brothers, he was the most mature. I was a young safe. He got up, prayed through the rooms. I, I was kneeling near the door. My eyes got so tight closed, I could see stars in front of me. <laughs> I was praying. I was praying. And suddenly the door went open and he says, out. <laughs> Brother Israel was his name. When we got up afterwards, he said, no, uh, I could sense the spirit. We're driving it out of this family and this house. So whenever we pass around uh, uh, Robertson, I says, it happened here. <laughs> hey, I was about 17 years old. Wow, that's 50 years ago. Wow. Amen. Free. We delivered that place and the people of demonic powers. My Lord. Amen. So I want you to call upon the Lord, deliver me from evil. Can we pray? Just close your eyes. Pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, there's no one who loves me more. You love me more than my mom and my dad. I call upon you to deliver me from all evil spirits, all unclean spirits. All wicked demons, deliver me from evil. Lord, deliver me from evil. Heavenly Father, I welcome the Holy Spirit, who is the finger of God. Expose these demons. In Jesus' name. Expose them, disclose them in my life. Why, Lord? Because I want to be free. I want to be delivered from the devil in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering my prayer. In this meeting now. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord praise. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14 is two scriptures that will tell you about the fall of Lucifer. Lucifer means son of light. Okay, and Lucifer, I hate to speak even about him, but Lucifer was one 
of God's three archangels. Okay, arch, arch means archbishop. Okay, the arch means the top. And these three archangels, they represent, they were God, the Father, the Son, representing them. And under each one of these archangels, they had other angels. They were the top of a cluster of angels. Okay. Michael was the angel of war. He's over the warring angels. Lucifer was over the angels of worship. The seraphims and cherubims. That God, the very presence of God. And Gabriel. Oh, bless Gabriel. <laughs> Amen. Messenger of God. He was over bringing the messages of God. Amen. The word. Hallelujah. So one is war, other one worship, the other one the word. So God also got the WWW. Isn't that easy? Amen. You see, if you were not in church, you wouldn't have known that. Which is very, very vital. Amen. You just stay out of church for nothing. The devil loves your ignorance, your stupidity. And then you think you are very wise in your own eyes. My God. Amen. I want to get to verse 17, but thank you. Let's read from here, verse 12, because here I want to show you. And there's two scriptures that speaks of the fall of the devil. It's this one, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28 will even connect Satan with the king of Tyre. Because fallen angels like to connect with the president of nations. Like in South Africa, there's a fallen angel of Satan that was over apartheid and influenced the thinking. Of the men in government. Today there's a fallen angel. It might be the angel of greed and corruption. That caused the ANC government to think a certain way. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? So the church is the only one that can do something. That's why I love that song and we must sing it more. Going up to the high places to tear the devil's kingdom down. Because he set up his kingdom in the second heavens. My God. And God wants us as a church to grow up. To tear the devil's kingdom down. But he cannot tear the devil's kingdom down with you who work out once a month. Twice a, 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 a week. Do you hear me? 
to get spiritually muscles. You need to work out regularly. Amen. We all love babies. But you cannot stay a baby all the time. Say, no, now the pastor must. Say, no. Wie moet ik weer met die bottel wees? As die lankie, dat die bub weer veil. And then you make a pool. Spiritually. Die sister hou nie van my nie. Oos twee is in an argument. And pastor moet die, moet die uh, uh, diaper change. My God! You don't know even when you want to wee. Spiritually, that's yourself not come and we need to change. My God, grow up. Some of you must feel ashamed if somebody asks, How long are you safe? Ten years. Oh, you'll be a heavier. For 10 years safe. My God. And you in such a church as this. No. It don't work out. My God. You, do you see? I, I just deviate to get you on board. To make, that you make up your mind. And fight through the voices of devils. Hallelujah. Amen. How have you fallen from heaven? Starve the morning. Just go to the King James that you can see. That starve the morning. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning. Art thou cut down to the ground? Which did you weakens the nations? Do you see that? The devil has got a hold of nations. The way of thinking. And underneath in the nation, the way people think, the race groups, they think a certain way. The communities, they, if you go in Pinelands, it's a different kettle of fish. Hey, I, I, if you come from Pinelands over to Garden Village, they on that side says, oh my God, this is another world. Your garden, this is another world. If you go to Aiderfell, they say, oh my God, this is another world. Do you hear me? It's the demons and the spiritual forces that have a hold of people. And then a family. He's got a hold of a family. They think a certain way. Hulle geld maak hulle trots. Hulle bied sy geleer. Bied little education. They've made them. They've got the air about themselves. But the devil says. I am behind all of this. I work in secret. I've got a hold of them. Before I read further. This is the mission of demons. Please write them down. The mission of demons. Their goal. Number one. To keep you away. From accepting Jesus Christ. 
as your Lord and Savior. They go all out to stop you getting born again. They are serious to take you to hell. You can even be in this meeting and you've already made up your mind. No matter what, just don't give your life to the Lord Jesus. No matter what happens. You can even go for healing, but don't give your life to the Lord Jesus. That is the mission. Number one mission of demons. They persons. Number two. They've lost the fight that you are now born again. You save. You save your life. It's to make you a weak believer. Amen. To keep you a weak believer. Number three. It's to make you prayer life. And your attendance of church weak. Amen. Prayer life. What, what, what did Joel testify? There was something in her that don't want her to pray. Amen. Is that number three? Number four, ignorant of the Bible. Die devil sal kennis van God even, as, even that what I started about. The holiness of God. The devil don't want The devil want you to take God as your chummy or friend. Just a light person. Somebody you can manipulate and put one side and say, I'll, next year I'll give attention to you. While God says, call upon the Lord while he may be found. Can we get that scripture? Amen. Don't think I'm running everywhere. I know where we're going. Isaiah 55, verse 6. Praise God. Seek the Lord when you feel like it. When you have time for Him. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Hey, I went... In Garden Village, many, and not only there, many places where the children call me, come pray for our dad. He's going to pass away. Come pray for my mom. Hey, last time, vividly, one of the many times, the children were standing around the, 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 the bed. Mommy's going to die. As I start to pray for her, she lift up herself. She pushed away my hands. She, she, she went berserk. The children says, Mommy, it's Edgar. I say, no, Mom. No. I look at them. I said to myself, you all think you can do with God what you want to. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You might want to come when you think you can come. Listen, the Bible says after about four or five times God spoke to you, He cannot, God can harden your heart. Do you know that? That God can close the door for you and you will go to a lost yell forever. Because you were disrespectful to God. It's like your mom called and you say, who are you? 
You can do it a couple of times. And your mom's heart turned turn cold towards you. I know children in Garden Village. They thought the house is going to come their way. But when the world was red, it did not go to the sons. It went to somebody that they did not expect. And I stand there because their mom spoke to me. They are rude towards me. They won't get anything out of me. Edgar, they won't get anything out of me. And they cry. And I stand there and I thought, yes. This, you stay rude towards God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. He's now near. He's now to be found. Amen. Amen. He's now to be found. He is now near. Seek him. Call upon him. Because this God, you don't fool with him. Amen. The Bible says God gave them over. Amen. Do you know Romans chapter 1? Can we get that? Romans chapter 1. Because I'm speaking here to people that need to, 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 to become serious with God. Romans chapter 1. You know, when, when God gives you over, it means he says, let, let go. Let go. Don't, don't um, bother anymore. Verse 24. Romans 1 verse 24. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impure. Listen, the way the world is going now, the LGB whatever, and all of these things, it's people that rejected God long enough. And today the world rationalized their sins. Today the world where their bright minds end up in nonsense. It's not sense that a man should marry a man. It's not sense that you cannot discipline your children. It's not sense that your girl can have an abortion without telling mommy and daddy. But today, the nonsense has become sense. Do you hear me? The world is on a downward slope. Down. And the Bible says, because they did not want God, God says, let go. Let go. And this is what, therefore God gave them over. In the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. Let's read further. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And worship and serve the creature. Man's brilliant minds, the scientists, the professors. The brilliant minds of university. They worship the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Let's go further. For this reason, God gave them over to a degrading passions. For their woman exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. It means woman burn towards women. Verse 27. 
In the same way also, the man also abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of the error. In their bodies, age, it comes from there. People that mess around in dirt, they carry it in their own bodies. Their own bodies means you can see the way this man stands with his, is this a man, his fingers? As he walk, you say, is that a man? As you look from the back, you see the mannerism, the sin is in his body. Verse 28. And just as they did not see it fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Let's read the whole chapter. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, Evil, full of envy, murder, strife. This is, the, this is society today. Deceit, malice. They are gossips. Slanderous, haters of God. Why did you bring me here? Why did you bring me to this church? When we have open air, people disappear in their houses. Like what? You come and have a house meeting. Mommy said we have a house meeting. She's got six children. Where are the children, Mrs. Mrs. Lopesa? No, they, they, I don't know where they are. They didn't come to the meeting. They, they run, they scatter. The meeting is finished. You see, here, here they are. And even Mrs. Lopes, before the, the service is finished, there she go and make tea and coffee. We came for her. We came for her, but she's more worried about the tea and the coffee. My God. Inventors of evil. In, even dress coats. Inventors of evil. Let me rush. I've got 15 more minutes. Don't worry. Inventors. You know, inventors of evil. It's certain games, even things on the phone. How to invent movies and Pokemon and whatever and all kinds of Spider-Man and whatever. <laughs> Inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. As I normally preach today, is that parents obey your children. Daddies are so weak. They can well be, what's so daddy and maker, man? What's your daddy and maker, man? So they make and the selection here. What's your daddy and maker? Who are you? Who are you? You need, today God must raise up strong men. Amen. And I'm trying to teach our brothers here, become a father, a man. A man. Praise God. Ek ou van a man wat sy man kan staan. 
een oog wat die wijk wat een bas kan kijken. En een wil wat zo so vast, zoals een klapsteen staan. Hij is in die Bijbel, hij wat hij. Verse 31. Without understanding, unworthy, unloving. That word unloving means they don't have natural love. Unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, they know what God wants. They know even the Ten Commandments. That those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And say, the kids will stop. They say, they say, the great men, leave the children. Here they come from the nightclub. You can see your daughters is being with some men and leave the children. They are just children. Leave the children. There's hearty approval. Isaiah 14, please. I said, verse 12. You have fallen from heaven, Lucifer, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth. You who have weakened the nations. Can we get to, oh, let's read further. But you said in your heart, this is how it started in heaven. And look at the I wills about four times. This is rebellion. This is what when God comes, there's something standing up in you. I will. This is Satan himself. I stand against God. He says, I will ascend to the heaven. I will raise my throne. Oh, you have a throne. I will raise my throne above the star, that above the angels. The, they were called God's stars. And I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Verse 17, because I don't have time to read all of them. The last part in verse 17. Who did not allow his prisoners to go home. That is Satan. Do you see that? Who did not allow... His prisoners to go where? Your home is with God. You're so long for God. When you accept Jesus Christ, you will say, I've come home now. I'm home. Finally, I am home. This is where I belong as a human being. Home, sweet home. Therefore, the chorus is coming home, never more to roam. By your grace, I will be thine. Lord, I'm coming home. But there is someone who has you as a prisoner. My God, to have you as a prisoner. Ten more minutes. Let me read to you how Jesus dealt with demons. Amen. Mark chapter 1, verse 23. Let me quickly show you how Jesus dealt with demons and how the apostles, the New Testament church, so that you don't think, what's this? What's this? Because 
Because these things don't happen in church. It happened in the, this is a New Testament church. I'm running through scriptures to show you how Jesus dealt with them and how the New Testament church dealt. And then I'll give you three conditions to be free. And then we're going to pray. Uh, is that okay? Mark chapter 1 verse 23. Just then Jesus is in the synagogue. Just then there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. Say unclean spirit. And he cried out. Don't be shocked when, when you get delivered and cry. The present, this demon was all the time in the synagogue. It's while when Jesus came to the synagogue, the demon cried. Look what the demon says. Look at the knowledge of this evil spirit. Saying, what business do we have with each other? Jesus of Nazareth. Somebody's beginning to feel nauseous. It's a word of knowledge I receive. Amen. Ik begin ek voel naarisa. No, no net. It's somebody that that demon must come out of your life. Amen. Some are hooked to a sexual man and you cannot get delivered. We had girls here. They were crying, speaking to my wife. But they said, we don't see them again. You will be shocked. How many people go to hell because of the sin of sex? And the devil knows how to exploit that. I've got a book here. New Age Lies to Women. Okay. Why? Sorry, we don't speak down on women. Genesis 3 verse 1. But the devil knows where is the Achilles heel of humanity. Okay? The demon, the snake didn't come to Adam. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. Let me tell you, most people that left our church in the past was through the wife or through the daughters. Many brothers came back and wept and said, Pastor, I want to be in your church. But my wife, my wife, I'm telling you, women are more sensitive to the spirit world than a man. A man goes into things with his mind. I can speak like this. You as his wife, you are very much moved. But it's right that your husband... He thinks, because God made it so, so that you are not moved by feelings, but what your mind, yeah. Therefore, therefore, I preach to your mind. Touch your mind. You say, but this is the Bible. The man preached the Bible. This is the word of God. Amen. 
And the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, as God said to you, shall not eat from any tree of the garden. Why did he come to the women and not to, to Adam? Because he's a thinker. He's a thinker. Verse 2. The woman said to the serpent, why does he speak to the serpent? She should not, she should have said, let my husband come here. This is somebody, you are a stranger, I don't know you. Let my husband speak. She says, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. She's lying. Because God says, from the tree you may eat freely. But she left out the word freely. And, and she said further, and from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God said, you shall not eat from it. She's lying. God didn't say you cannot touch it. She's adding to the word of God. It tells you already, she was unhappy. Or you will die. It's not that God says you will die. You will surely die. She took away the severity of the word. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not. A blatant lie. In other words, he's saying to her, God lied to you. You shall not die. The next verse. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will open and you will be like God, knowing good. And in other words, God is keeping you away from something that will make you happy. Verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. He came. She says, yeah. It was not an apple. It's, uh, that's what other people say. But it was a fruit. Okay? It was a fruit. May God help us. May God help us. Mark chapter 1. Verse 24. Got seven more minutes and we'll be through. Hallelujah. What business? Look what the demon says. What business did we have with each other, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Wow. Look what he knows. They hear us now. They will be gone now. Further on. Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. Amen. Don't have conversations with demons. Demons will tell you we're 50 years, then he's alone there. Do you understand? Okay. The demon throw him into convulsions. That happens. That's what happened with Joel. That she said she didn't know what happened to her. The unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. They were all amazed so that they debated among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority? 
He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Immediately the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding districts. My God, verse 32 of chapter 1. When evening came after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door. Verse 34. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. Listen, many sicknesses is related to demons. Okay? When the demons go, you will be healed too. And he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. My God, isn't that powerful? Mark chapter 6 verse 13. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing them with oil. Many sick people and healing them to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts please and because of time. Amen. Acts chapter 8 verse 4 to 13. Philip went to Samaria and he preached the word here, there. The, Philip the evangelist. Amen. Therefore those who had been scattered about went about preaching the word. Philip went down. Philip was an evangelist to Samaria and began proclaiming to them Jesus Christ. They preached Christ to them. Verse 6. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what Philip was preaching. That's what he said. As they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of men who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. Hallelujah. So there was much rejoicing in that city. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? Acts chapter 16, please, verse 16 to 18. Hallelujah. We're now through. It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, this Paul and Silas, a slave girl having a spirit of a div divination met us, who was bringing a master much profit by fortune telling. Have you been at a fortune teller? Have you played glassy, glassy? Have you followed your horoscopes? Have you had an abortion where a life was killed inside of you? The Lord will speak to you. Some of you had dreams in this time that God showed you this is the problem. Or some have the vision, have had a vision. Monday after prayer, somebody came here and said, Pastor, after I said, any dreams, please speak to my wife. This lady in our church said, I had a dream that I saw clothes just in knots. Second, I had a dream also of a, of a mirror. But under mirror, there was blood drops. But it was mixed with water. I said to her, the blood drops and the mirror... A mirror reflect that you can see in the past. Somewhere in your past, you've shed blood. 
And God is showing that to you. And I could see in her eyes, she knew me. I didn't want to say, this is an abortion or something that God is. But she knew. And the clots is you are not free. There's lots of knots in your spirit. But God showed it through a dream. Amen. God showed it to. So please don't play hide and seek as we go and pray now for you. You might not have, as some said, as Angelic said, uh, the second week. I had a headache, but I thought it was just that. Then the headache meant something greater. Push Mr. Pride aside. We all have been some places where the devil has led us to. It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl having, that, that word spirit of divination is the spirit of a python. The Greek word, that word divination, a python is a snake that curls around you and press that you cannot breathe. Many of you, the breath of the Holy Spirit cannot get flowing in you. It's a spirit your spiritual lungs and cause you not to be free. She was bringing lots of money to her masters. Verse 17. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out saying, these men are bond servants of the most high God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Don't believe any spirit that tells you something and it comes true. Okay, St. Gormas can do that. I don't have time. Read Deuteronomy chapter 13 and you will see God says, anyone who gives you a word and it comes true, but afterwards he leads you to idols, he's of the devil. Verse 18. She continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19, our last verse, verse 5. Hallelujah. When they heard this, 12 men, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Soon we're going to have a baptismal service. You see the weather is all right. How many of you want to be baptized in water? Hallelujah. Look there. Baptize in water. Glory to God. Soon we'll have for the latest in November. Praise God. But September is a month to remember. <laughs> Amen. September is a month to remember. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're going to have a massive baptismal service. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them. You see, after the baptism, amen. And they were speaking with tongues and prophesying. This, this is what we do here. We speak in tongues. Amen. We prophesy. We speak in tongues. Hallelujah. In the church, we pray.
pray in tongues. And after this, these meetings, I must now follow and check what does the Spirit want next week. But soon we're going to have just a Holy Spirit Sunday here. Amen. Get everybody baptized and speaking in tongues. And we're going to have visions and dreams. Not dreams in church, please. <laughs> Miracles. Power. Manifestations. Amen. The next verse. They were all, they were all about 12. Let's read quickly. And, they, and he entered. Paul entered the synagogue, continued speaking out boldly for three months. Reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. And when some were becoming hardened, disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the people, he would draw from them. If you don't want the Lord, we can do nothing to you. We will withdraw and took away the disciples, reasoning daily at the upper room in Fuertrecker Road. Hallelujah. Amen. This took place for two years so that all who live in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. Paul was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Extraordinary. So that handkerchiefs, aprons were even carried from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out. Hallelujah. Is it, where does it say uh, they kept coming? Amen. Many of also of those who had believed, they were believers now, kept coming, confessing, disclosing their practices. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of everyone. And they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. Give the Lord praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must excuse us if I preach maybe too long. But this is our food. Amen. And in our church, we are five star, not three star church, five star. So we eat a five-course meal. Amen. When you come, a little soup, then after that, we have a piece of fish, and after the fish, we have some curry from Khalima, after the curry roast, and then we have some coffee, and you will see after this meeting, you will have coffee and donuts. Can we stand, please? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That nauseaness that I felt, if there's anybody else that needs help, I'm going to do, as far as I can, a mess prayer of deliverance. And then those, in other words, you can del get delivered right there. Amen. You can get delivered right there. After that, give you, have had that opportunity. Anybody who struggles still, my wife, myself, and my son, Nicholas, will pray for you. Yeah, in front, while we have nice, soft music, and you can sit down, and we try to be shorter than other times. The main thing is, it will go quick if you're honest there by yourself and confess to the Lord. Yo.
finger points. Amen. Where the finger points, you just say, Lord, I, you say, for instance, Lord, I remember that what happened to me. Lord, I was hung up on horoscopes. Forgive me. Forgive me. Lord, deliver me from all demons. And anything that you feel creepy or moving in your stomach or anywhere or even in your hands, the Lord will set you free. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Wow. I feel his presence. And he wants to confirm his word. He said to me, Edgar, I want to confirm that my word is true. And he said to me, Edgar, I love my people so much. I want every one of them free. I hate the devil. They must hate him too. He comes to destroy and to even kill. I want them free. I want all prisoners to be free. I'm prophesying. Jesus says, I want all prisoners to be free. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Before I do that, if you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, you are not sure that you go to heaven. You are not sure that you are born again. While all of our eyes are closed, can you raise your hand and we will pray after this meeting for you. Please do so now and say, thank you, lady. Is there anybody else who say, who will be the second one and say, I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus. I want to be sure that I go to heaven and I'm not going to hell. For the last time, is who will be the second person. And says, I want to give. Thank you very much. Who will be the third person? It says, here's my hand, Lord, and here's my life. I don't want Satan to rule my life. I don't want to go to hell. I know you are holy God. I fear you and I want to serve you. Who will be the third person? You can raise your hand. For the last time, who will be the third person? That said, I want the Lord Jesus. You may lower your hand. Amen. I will, I will let somebody pray for you afterwards. And if you still want to give your life to the Lord while the service is on, do so. Pray this prayer with me of deliverance. Say, Lord God, I call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the miracle worker. And Christ Jesus, he delivers from demons. Heavenly Father, I want to be free from all demons. Thank you for the finger of God, who is the Holy Spirit, who point out things in my life where Satan is hiding. Lord, deliver me from evil. Deliver me from Satan. I know, Heavenly Father, that Jesus on the cross disarmed Satan and defeated the devil. De these demons, they are defeated. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. I call upon the blood of Jesus to wash away my sins. Lord, as I confess and open up to you the sins I've been involved in and what other people did to me, I ask you, Father God, to deliver me and set me free. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You will do it now. Immediately. Your mighty power. It is here. In Jesus' name. Jesus is here. The Lord is here. God Almighty is here. And he sets me free. In Jesus' name. I open up myself to the living God. Now please speak to the Lord under your breath and tell him exactly from what you want to be delivered and tell him, Lord, forgive me for allowing this to happen to me. Forgive me my sin. Forgive what others did to me. And please forgive anyone you have unforgiveness to. I give you a half a minute time to do just that. If you do it thoroughly, the better your deliverance is. Even ask the Lord to heal you from a certain sickness. Are you ready? Let's pray further. Now, Lord, after I've confessed and open up myself to the light of you and the light of your word and the light of the Holy Spirit. Now forgive me and wash me in Jesus' blood. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Now I speak to you, Satan. I speak to you, demons. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you come out of my soul, out of my mind, out of my emotions, and out of my will. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you to go out of my life. In Jesus' name, the Lord hates you. I hate you. I command you as my enemy to leave my life, to leave my family in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for setting me free and delivering me now. In Jesus' name, give the Lord praise.
Now allow me to pray for you. Lift up your hands and open up yourself. As I pray, I will drive them out. You spirit of suicide. There's somebody here that have suicidal spirits and thoughts. I command you in the name of Jesus. You spirit of suicide to go. In the name of Jesus. You spirit of abortion. Yes, I speak to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You spirit of death and of slaughter. I command you to go. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You evil spirit of lust. I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Out of the imagination. Out of that tinkling feeling in the body. You spirits of sexual perversion. Out of the hands. In the name of Jesus. Go. In Jesus name. You occult spirit. You spirit of St. Gormans and witchcraft. And of fortune telling. I command you in Jesus name. To go. Out. 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 Out in Jesus name. In Jesus' name, you evil spirit thinking for others, uncontrolled mind, a crazy thing. I command you crazy, mad demons, mental demons to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please, those that I mentioned, there's a prophetic anointing here. They come out coughing. They come out sneezing. They come out vomiting. They come out with a loud cry. And the demon of suicide comes out with a roar. Don't keep anything back. The word expel demons means exhale. So the thing that's moving in you, exhale. Exhale means I breathe out. <sighs> please don't keep it back, please. While this anointing is here, please keep your eyes closed. The Lord is here. Someone has been reminded by the Spirit to forgive somebody. Somebody that hurt you very, very badly. And abused maybe you. Please mention that name before the Lord. It will come out with tears and with crying. Please just let go. Don't worry. You're in a safe place. 
we, as I said, we will take care of your dignity, even if it's your wife or whoever. If you fall, we've got clots here to cover you. We will take care of your dignity. Do you feel, somebody feel there's something wrong with my child? There's something wrong with my child. Somebody else, doctors cannot find anything wrong. But the problem persists. X-rays cannot pick it up. But Jesus is greater than X-rays. Marata raboko rabarita rabarabata. Malama sekata raboroto. Swear that you have any vision or anything. Let it go. Let it go, my sister, my brother. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's, it's your moment of freedom. Deliverance is for the desperate. For those who are serious. If you drown in water in the sea, you won't be worried about anybody else. You will shout. There's a religious spirit. Maybe you've been in a cult or a Roman Catholic or New Apostolic or I don't know what. Or you're a Muslim, former Muslim. Or you come with an Islamic spirit or any Zulu spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, confess it and let it come out. My wife says, God sows her, there's a big occult spirit. You've been in the occult. Maybe if you've got cuts in your body. I didn't have time to read in Leviticus chapter 19. I don't say everybody that has a tattoo, but God don't want you to have tattoos if you're a believer anymore. That's what it is there. Just rebuke anything that came with the tattoo. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, take, take this serious. This is prophecy. This is different. Shora Maritara. Yes. You occult spirit. You deep dark spirit. You think you can master the Lord Jesus. Jesus is bigger and greater than you. I command you, Saint Goma spirit, you witchcraft, fortune-telling spirit, come out in Jesus' name. Somebody that experiment for some time with drugs, the sorcery spirit leaves you in the name of Jesus. Shabarita raborozoto roborozota. Mera marita raborozoto roboroboto roborobota. Sorabarabarabara. It's not a suicide spirit, but there's a spirit telling you, you're not going to live long. You're not going to live long. It's a lie. And you are starting to accept it because people, others in your family, 
one or two did not live long. But it's a lie. The Lord sets you free. The Lord is setting you free. Let it come out in Jesus' name. Shabarata raborozoto roborozota. Somebody have been in an accident and a spirit of fear. Even at night, you cannot really sleep. It's nightmares. Others are plagued with nightmares, filthy dreams. Be delivered now in the name of the Lord Jesus. When I call some of you forward afterwards, just come for a touch, but you are free now if you open up and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That person... With the occult. Please deal with that thing immediately now. Amen. The devil will take you to hell because of your pride. Deal with that thing now. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Somebody with female problems, I cannot go deeper, but the Lord wants to heal you. In the name, it's not even demonic, but it is demonic related, says the Lord. The devil want to mess up your life. As a man here, you took advantage of somebody's vulnerability. Sakatita raborozo toroborosho toroboroboto korababababarabaraboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroborobo
Okay, can we have soft music? Please come forward, those who still need deliverance. Falling in love with Jesus. Through this song, we give thanks to the Lord Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, ever done. the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, in his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, never disconnected. Can you sing with me this evening? Can I hear you sing it? Sing it with me tonight. Come on, sing it. Falling in love with Jesus. Sing it. Falling in love. Come on, can you stand with Pray in tongues for a few minutes while the music plays. You never prayed in tongues. You can pray in tongues now. Suramarita raburubuturu barabita. Akasalabarita raburubuturu burubutu. Falling in love with Jesus 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 was the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, in his arms, I feel 
tempted in his arms, never disconnected in his arms. I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, rather be. There's no place I'd rather, rather be. There's no place I'd rather, rather be. Give the Lord praise. Three things quickly. Please, if you can be here tomorrow evening at the prayer meeting, you may, some of you, you need a breakthrough, praying for a long time in tongues. If you cannot, we can help you pray in tongues and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Please don't forget Wednesday's prayer, uh, Wednesday meeting there by the Grand West. Praise God. This is a mighty man of God. He's from America but he's originally South African. He just flow in the Holy Spirit, and uh, you just need that touch and that anointing that flows from him. Second, thirdly, let us keep the people in prayer in Morocco and in Libya. As I told you last week about 9-11 and that the signs of the times tell us the coming, the rapture is close. I'm telling you, these signs are just escalating. And you know, in Morocco was an earthquake. Over 3,000 people have lost their lives. In Libya, a flood, two dams burst also. 11,300 people dead. And they think it might go to 20,000 people. They're looking for bodies. Isn't that painful? And the Lord wants to say to the world, for what are you living? For furniture, for money, you must live for Him. In a moment of time, everything can be gone. Invest your life in people. Hallelujah. Then now I'm going to pray for my grandson, Gabriel, <laughs> a prayer. After that, I would love you to live up all your... Where's my cell phone? Can I get my cell phone quickly? Live up all your cell phones. I want to pray for you that God must sanctify this thing. The devil comes in many ways. This thing in your hand is a very dangerous thing. This thing, if wrongly used, pornography, loose sex, all kinds of stuff comes through this thing. And I wanted to leave it for next week, but the Lord says start now and next week continue in the name of the Lord. In the name, I'm first going to pray for our cell phone. Lord, we sanctify our phones. We separate our phones unto you. We declare these phones holy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Forgive us in the past for using this wrongly. And that demons and evil spirits were speaking through, to us through these phones. So also the TV and movie. Our sanctify our eyes and our ears. 
These gates are not for the devil. It is for God. So we put our phones on the altar for God. And we want to use it to your glory. Not the prince of the air. The devil is the prince of the airwaves. But we take over the air in the name of Jesus. As we sang earlier, we're going up to the high places. And we tear the devil's kingdom down. Thank you for freeing us from evil. And thank you for sanctifying our phones in the name of Jesus. This is the Lord's and to His glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Say thank you. I'm closing in prayer. Lord, I pray that you will bless Gabriel, Michael, Michael, Michaels. God over him, protect him and all the little babies, Hannah and Chloe. I pray that your hand will be upon them. You will guard them. Let their lungs and every part of their body grow strong. In the name of the Lord, we cut off all evil and negative wishes. We pray that the favor and the blessing of the Lord will rest upon them. Bless our grandson in Jesus' name. Let his blood flow normal. Let his mind be in tune. And let him hunger for Christ and become a servant of the Lord. Bless these wonderful babies to the glory of God in the name of our Lord Jesus. I bless them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am blessed. I'm protected under your precious blood. I am delivered from every demon and the works of Satan. I broke free from a being a prisoner to being an eagle to the glory of God. Use me to invite people to Jesus and to our church. Our church is blessed. We are all protected by the angels of God. We bless our pastor and his wife and the leadership in Jesus' name. The God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. He is my God. I bow before no other God.